Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Vitology Podcast. And here we are. Ryan is back Gosh, and I'm yes. back. We're together We're, again. Yes. Our paths have crossed I once know, again. Once yes. again. <laughs> it, it may not for a little bit, but you know, uh, this but is today summer. it did. It, it did. Today and so it did, and it's good. We're gonna have it a great time. Good. We're gonna have a great time. We are uh we're here once again talking about the, the vital signs for life abundant. Okay, that this is the study of life as we study God's word, as we uh, as we study the, the scriptures to get together, uh, as we, we, we process a little bit about what's going on here in our local church at Emmanuel Faith Community Church. We're uh, talking through sermons, yeah. sermon studies, preaching, ideas. theology. That's right. And as we always say, nothing is off limits. So That's if right. there's a question you have about life, about faith, a uh, personal question, whatever, you can, you can ask it here. This is a safe place. And uh, we'll do our best to, we will respond, uh, but uh, if we Absolutely. don't know the answer, we'll do our best to be humble enough to say, man, we'll get back to you on that. Exactly. So. Exactly. And so you can actually just chime in right now. If you're joining us live on uh, YouTube or Facebook, you can write in the comments. We can see those. And unless we're not like so into, oh, wait, wait a minute. Here he is. Here it is. You heard ah, that. Yes. <laughs> that you was know, the, the podcast. The, has the podcast. Officially begun. It has begun. Sponsored by Spindrift tonight. <laughs> Spinder, if you can make the checkout too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if you're joining us once again live um, on Facebook or YouTube, you can write right in the comments. We try to notice those, and yeah. uh, usually we do, but sometimes we're so deep in conversation uh, that we miss those. But we will do our best to uh, to get to comments, get to questions. Um, as always, you can write us at uh, email us uh, at, at questions at efcc.org. Yep. And uh, we'll get those and try to process them. Um, I've had a little bit of discussion. I've, I've had some today um, about the message, and uh, we're going to dive into some things yeah. today. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be fun. It will be fun. I I I have to admit I didn't take notes because I was driving. <laughs> so I actually was driving back from vacation yes. and live streamed the service and we just had a great time listening and worshiping with church our, in the car church in the car that's so cool yep so I know. I, one eye on the road one eye on the phone and no i'm just yeah kidding. he texted Both eyes me, are on the road he texted me sunday morning and i was kind of like how in the world did you already do this and sure enough oh yeah we live stream this yes yep there it <laughs> no, is that's cool there it is uh, that's cool um and so yeah that that i mean i know you you took it in processed it really well. No, I'm just <laughs> um, and so, um, but that's okay because I did but, process it. Quite yeah, a bit. I'm sure you did. So Josh, <laughs> here's my, here's one of my questions for you. Yeah. Um, one of the things I've noticed in uh, preparing for this series and then preaching uh, two of the messages so far is that preaching Psalms is different. I mean, it, it has a different feel to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed that, but it was just wanting you to speak to what that was like to prepare a sermon out of the Psalms and, and how did it feel different than prepare, preparing out of like a historic literature or an epistle or a gospel? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, to be honest, often the Psalms that I've taught, you know, the beauty of the Psalms in a sense is that there's 150 of them. So mm -hmm. um, you can always, you can always find that there are quite a few Psalms that are, that are pretty easy to teach. They, they they kind of teach themselves, right? In a sense, like they're yeah. just made to be preached. And those are the ones you've you've often heard a lot of. This time we're preaching through a 
a narrow group and we're going, you know, almost straight through. We didn't have enough to hit them all. Yeah, we um, had we didn't to, enough weeks. We had to cut we had a three, we I had think. a meeting where we decided <laughs> which 12 of the 15 yes. songs of ascent we were going to preach. Yes. So, and know. to be honest, during this during preparing this um for the sermon, I was thinking to myself, man, we could have cut this. No, no. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm just no, it was more of like uh you know, this would have there would have been easier ones to 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 preach. However, the more I got into it and the more I started like uh, trying to understand it, um, I just loved it. But it's a very different thing. Yeah. Because it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just an argument, like a straightforward argument that they're mm -hmm. they're making um, in the same way that a, a, you know, a paragraph of one of the letters right. often is. Right. Um, or, you, you know, sometimes in a, in a in a letter, you can take one sentence. And yeah. form a whole sermon off of. Yeah, you can. Whereas, uh, I mean, you can do that in the Psalms, but I just don't know that that's what it's meant for. Yeah. And so I think you're you can kind of be abusing it. So you've got to figure out the whole like a meaning for all because that I I think that's often what's going on there is that there's one idea that they're presenting. Um, now I don't think that's true of Psalm 119. <laughs> for those no, that's, of you, that's a, a lot of that's ideas. the longest Psalm in. The, in the Bible, longest chapter in the Bible. Right. Um, uh, but for a psalm like this, I think there's kind of one idea. You've got to, and it's not, it's not a, um, it's, it wasn't written necessarily as a sermon or as like, this is something for you to know. I would totally agree with that. I don't yeah. know that, like when the psalmist wrote this, did they ever imagine somebody preaching it? I, I don't know yeah. that they, that they did and they certainly didn't but singing it sure yes exactly well and that's the thing like i mean you can make some great devotionals out of songs that we sing yes. and and that would be an interesting time to talk about like the theology of worship songs mm -hmm. but the worship song wasn't made to give us like new information necessarily it's made to praise the lord or to to pray or to 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 say something that they're they're, they're sensing in there. That, and that feeling. I think is the, as I've, as I've prepared these, one of the things I said uh, week one was, you know, our goal is not just to exegete these, it's to get into them and, and sort of feel them. Yes. Which is a little bit of a different way of reading the scriptures uh, to try to put ourselves in the place of the psalmist to say, what, what was he thinking? What is he feeling as he's yes. writing this? And how do we feel the same types of things? And how do we enter in through their journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, it, it, my conviction on these is, um, you know, the, there's 150 of these and they're, they're written admittedly over, over many, many years. Um, in fact, um, you know, this, we just talked about one today that, that kind of, uh, references of Solomon. Um, so even if one was of David and the other one was of Solomon, okay, we're talking, a uh, you know, a big difference here. The one I'm preaching this weekend is, uh, many people date it after exile, yes. after return to exile. Yes. We're talking so, like, like Ezra correct. and even maybe yeah. even later than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And who knows, right. I, we exactly. don't, we don't know the exact date on those, but that's a lot of uh, people's theory on that. Exactly. And most of them are, are, um, it's, it's it's pretty ambiguous about the situation. So, and, and, and that's, I think somewhat intentional. I think that's why they are, they are so valuable is that people found them um, useful to them in praying throughout life, throughout the journey, right? Throughout mm -hmm. the road that we're on is, is kind of the, that's the, you know, the, 
the road trip that we're, we're talking through, they found these as helpful prayer guides for them. So they kept them. So yeah. my conviction is that, that this isn't the only 150 Psalms or prayers or things like that that were ever written. Oh, yeah. These are just, yeah. the, these Agreed. are just the, the top of the playlist in a sense, right? Yeah. These are the ones that people said, Oh yeah, that's been, i you know, that's meaningful to me also. So we're going to keep this one. Right. And, and ultimately I think that the Holy spirit was the one guiding that process to say, these are the ones in his book. And I, I do. One of the things I like about not knowing completely what situation they're writing from is it allows us to step into it a little bit easier, which I think is part of the intent of using Psalms as a, as a prayer book, as a song book, like it's traditionally been used is if we, if we knew exactly when all these songs were written and why we would be far more interested in probably trying to figure out what David was thinking exactly when and why. And instead of, trying to enter into it ourselves and echo it back to God and say, yes. yes, this is in my heart too. Yes. Yes. And, and this Psalm in particular, the reason that I, you know, even thought, and I mean, this was, this was one of the ones that we kind of debated. There was, was, there were a few on the chopping board yeah. in a sense that we kind of said, well, this is going to be uh, for a number of reasons. Um, it's too similar to another one or, you know, um, it's just harder to preach. This was one of them that we we debated over. Yeah, we had to decide between 124 and 125. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. So we were going to do one of the two, but exactly. not both, um, primarily because they have similar types of themes. Exactly, exactly. And so we didn't want two weeks back to back, exactly the same. Now, if we had two more, three more weeks, then we, we would have done, done them all. We would have done them all. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, we've got a schedule to keep here. So <laughs> um, the the issue with this one was that as I kept studying it and thinking about it, I started realizing that I don't really relate to the sentiment that that David huh. is saying there. Uh, in what way? That's interesting. In that, Because um, we just said, these are about feeling exactly. it. And so you're like, I'm trying to feel it. But I don't feel it. I don't it. feel it because here David is. And this is this is what I, was, I, I tried to get across. David is talking about some really dangerous situations that, that he's in. So he, he begins, he begins with a call and a response. And so I, I had some fun with that. I had the people like chanting back and forth mm-hmm. in the audience. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, they, they really got into it. Um, I don't know if it, I don't know if it came across on video uh, so much, um, but the people, <laughs> people in the audience were yelling from side to side. Nice. And <laughs> and they're yelling if the Lord had not been on our side. Now, um, I didn't say this. That's the NIV. Yeah. Um, it it just had better That's cadence. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I used the NIV if the Lord had not been on our side because chanting. If it had yes, not been the Lord who was on our side. If it had not yeah. been on the Lord who was on our side, it's just yeah, too hard right, to, right. to say. So anyway, um, <laughs> um, I had them chant that, and uh, and it's 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 a great statement. If the Lord had not been on our side, what would happen? Now, the more I started thinking about that, um, I would. I would say that sort of thing when there was a very good turn of events that happened in my life. Yeah, that's like, true. Oh, I'm so glad that God came through. That kind of language we use of like, man, God was really there for me. Oh, when very good things happen. Right? Absolutely. That's the that's typically the way we talk about God. And and maybe at least that's the way I do. And even sometimes sort of trite ways right like yes. got the, i got the parking spot right in front of trader joe's <laughs> if the lord had not been on our side or 
the line was really totally. short at in and out Burger. If the Lord had not been on our oh, side, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. like, absolutely. The light stays yeah. green just if a little Lord, bit longer. Oh, the Lord! Then on you, our Lord. side. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that's you're right. You're right. And 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 yet, <laughs> we we kind of jokingly do that. And yet, here David is is saying that when the people rose up against me. Mm-hmm. And, and so people are rising up against me. Then he uses three just quite terrible, um, quite terrible um, metaphors about what's happening yeah, in his in his life. Right. Things that are going on um, around him, I guess, um, where his life is in danger. So he says, if the Lord had not been on our side, when the people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. That's 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 quite the imagery for you. That is. Yep. That is in, in this idea that uh, their anger would have burned, would have kindled against us. So I just had this image of a of a fire breathing dragon. <laughs> like, right. He's talking yes. about and an, uh, something that has, you know, fire in it eating them. Right. So um, this is not a good situation to be in mm-hmm. now. He he's he's saved. Okay, so praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. But he's still at the place where he is almost dying. Then I, yeah, I love that you made that point, Josh, because that was one of the things that really uh stood out to me was we tend to think God's on our side if we avoid these situations yes. completely. Yes. But David sees God as being on his side when he's barely saved from them. Yes. Like like barely escapes and he's going, Oh gosh, yeah, if God wasn't on our side, yes. we would say if God wasn't on our side, the flood never would have happened. Yes. Right. Like that's how we'd know. Exactly. Not that we were barely saved. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. I thought that's that was it. such a great point. The, the, I mean, my, my point was that, that David and I have a different idea of what it means for God to be on my side. Yeah. <laughs> like um, that's just, he's got a different level of faith mm-hmm. and, and it's a faith, though, that that I aspire to. And Absolutely. I hope, um, I, I mean, I, I and I say that, um, I hope I hope I have that faith, right, yeah. in those situations. Um, but then, then I, I try to take it another way. But so he, he has three, three metaphors, one of, of like almost getting eaten, swallowed alive, right? One of getting like washed away mm-hmm. um, and then one of being drowned. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, these are all situations where I don't even want to get close. So like if I'm, I mean, if I'm David and one of those things happen and I'm saved, I might be like, you know, yeah, God was on my side. He got me through. But if then another one happens, I'm going, hmm, it's God, where, where are you? Right. But then if a third happened, I'm starting to say, no, God, you're not <laughs> on my side right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's if just this is what it looks like for God to be on your side. What does it look like for him to not yes. be on your side? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is where David is just, uh, he's, he's, he's going to places that are, that are interesting. So, and, and not only that, he's, he's wanting the people of Israel to remember this, to chant it, to say, you know, this is, this is the way we live. Yeah. We live like this. Then he even says, blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. says, blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay. And, and you think even there, like, all right, now. Now we're going to get somewhere. Right. <laughs> now we can transition to something good. But then he says, who has not given us as prey to their teeth? Yeah. And I, I, it just, thank you, Lord, 
for not making me dog food. Right. The, the joke, uh, because that seems like what he's saying now. And this is where uh, I got to the, the image that I think we all love. And this was a fun image, mm -hmm. the image of a free bird, free bird, free bird. Yes. And this is where um, before I even got to it, people shouted out, <laughs> in the audience it was great that uh, is awesome they totally saw oh, where that. i was going with it in fact okay i gotta tell you this i wish oh i so wish i got this on i wish i took a picture of this guy okay um and i i know it is i don't know if i should call him out here but um uh, he comes out to me he's so excited about this message he's like oh he's like thank you and then he just pulls up his sleeve like this and sure enough he's got free bird yes <laughs> Freeman tattooed on his arm. So this is a sermon. This is a sermon he'll never forget. That is awesome. Because how funny. He's been waiting for this sermon for a long time. Now. That is great. <laughs> that is great, man. Yeah, but so the image, the image is is I mean, it is straight out of the Bible. In fact, uh um the translation of on the message. So Eugene Peterson's translation, he actually says the phrase free as a bird. Ah, which is it. a line right out of the song. And that's what kind of went like, wait a minute. I know that line. Yeah. <laughs> this is too good to be true. And sure enough, it is about a, a bird that is freed, but it is as from a snare, meaning that there is a hunter out to get this bird. Right. And so once again, I don't know if I want to be hunted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is just not the, the kind of thing that when I'm hunted, I'm not saying, yeah, God, oh, you're on my side. Yeah. I'm saying, God, I need you to take them out. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and there are songs like that. <laughs> There are, <laughs> but uh, I got a coffee mug with one of them. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, and yet, this is this is kind of the I think what what David is trying to get the people to remember. Hey, everybody, remember if the Lord had not been on our side, and then he gets to the, our help is in the name mm -hmm. of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, th this is where uh, I, I waited till the end to talk about our help. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I wanted us to, to struggle with the fact that we don't, we don't live, we don't live in putting ourselves into situations where we need help. Yeah. I loved when you said we almost try to avoid situations where we'd need to pray this. Yes. And exactly. This. Exactly. And I went, yeah, that, I feel like that's true. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and yet we value our freedom more. We value our, um, the help that God is when we rely on that help. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we do. When we, um, are in those situations. And so I, you know, I didn't want to, I don't want to tell people like, okay, go do something dangerous. Um, like go do something dumb. I mean, I mean, I did, I did encourage dangerous faith. would be like done. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I took notes today. <laughs> I can do something <laughs> stupid. All the high school parents are like, no, stop it, stop, stop it. it already. <laughs> As former high school pastors, yes, exactly. you can say that, right? I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, and so it's not about just, you know, needlessly putting your life on the line. That's not what David was doing. Although the going after the, the bear and the lion, I, I don't know if that was the wisest thing in the world yeah. for, but yeah, that's a teenager, probably teenage David. He's going, not, not, you're not taking my sheep. <laughs> my goodness. That was, I know I said that I've never met a sheep that I would be willing to put my life on the line for, man. That's that guy. That guy was that something is, else. That is a great image. Yes. I know. Um, and so and, you talk, then you talked about a few things that were like that are dangerous that we are called to on a fairly regular basis. And yeah, we may even 
uh, want to put dangerous almost in air quotes yeah, because we totally. know that there are people around the world who could sing this right they totally. could go yep exactly. absolutely that's our story exactly. that's our song in a very literal real way um for us you know uh praise god for uh the way that he's given us freedom yep. in this country and etc so all, all that so um we have to look at it a little bit different than some totally. people would but you you pointed out three things that i thought were really good for people to uh, grapple with to say is my is my view of this and the way that I live it out on the edge enough to be called dangerous. Yeah. So those three, what were those yes, three things? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I, you could do this with a lot of things, but um, faith is dangerous was, mm -hmm. was one. I mean, there's, I mean, I, I gave some, a little bit more practical ones too, but, but faith is dangerous because we, we believe in a God who um, we don't see. Yeah. In a world that values the things that we see, that we can measure, that we can touch, right? Yeah. Um, yep. we manipulate, and that, so that's there's a there's a danger there in that um talking about your faith in the public world can be dangerous to your reputation. Yeah. Was the idea. So um, and and I think that's a that's a good thing for us to recognize, to admit, to um be prepared for that that faith is uh faith is and can be dangerous to us now of course i think you're it's a great point it's not the um and, and we're glad you know here in america there's not going to be many of us who we may never relate to um our faith being dangerous to our lives um i hope that doesn't happen yeah but around the world yeah maybe our livelihood are. at times our livelihood, there, there's yeah. potential for that absolutely Certainly. so um, yeah and yeah and and so faith um, relationships. Hope. I think you mentioned like relationships and the way that yes, yeah. So potentially compromised. So that yeah. was also okay. So um, faith is dangerous. I mean, hope is dangerous because we're we're hoping. Yeah. I mean, we don't know the future. I'm talking yeah. about that a little bit this week. Yeah, yeah. I'll sort of echo back to that. Um, that dreaming is dangerous. Dreaming, yes. Yeah. Yes. In the sense that it it opens us up to be wounded. It that opens totally us up does. to be hurt. It totally does. Yeah. It's a lot easier to assume things are going to go terrible and not be disappointed oh, when they do than yes. it is to dream so and hope and anticipate and yeah. be let down. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a great, um, great connection there. Um, hope is dangerous. And then love, I think love is the most dangerous. Mm. It is dangerous personally because yeah. you will do anything for somebody that you love. Yeah. Right. You, you know, I, I mean, this is, you know, some of these things that I'd love to, if we had the hour and a half talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. That, that you'd talk about, but I, I still remember the first time that I laid eyes on my firstborn son, Caleb. Now, this was before he was, um, this was before he was out of the womb. This is even the little picture that you see um, at the, you know, oh, yeah. in the, yeah. whatever the, whatever is that called? The uh, ultrasound? Ultrasound, thank you, thank you. Two guys no trying Two to guys trying What's that? <laughs> um, here, you know, here my wife had kind of had felt the kicking, right? So she's right. more connected. And I knew that it was real. <laughs> this was that we were having a baby. But the story for doing is it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know at the time. I think that's when we found out it was a, it was a boy. Um, and so, um, but I still remember like seeing this little, this little thing. It looks like a thing, right? Yeah, moving. It's a good description. It's just moving on its own. And going, 
automatically i will do anything for that yeah and there was like this sense of like i love that it, it. <laughs> i love him i love what it, he will be and i don't I, he's done nothing for me i will die for that yeah and that's dangerous it is dangerous isn't i think it's c.s lewis that talks about that anytime we love there's a inherent vulnerability within yes. that love anything and you will be hurt i think he Oof. says and so yeah there is a there is a danger in that it's easier to be cold calculated uh -huh. sort of distant even emotionally than to be loving and invested uh -huh. and so i th i thought yeah that's that is a, a good call for us yeah and the, the the christian life i think is supposed to be dangerous in that way mm -hmm. right um and and steps of faith in a sense of you know living in by faith um will be dangerous to yeah. us we'll put ourselves into places that um we don't normally go another you know another thing i that uh, if i had a few more minutes um i may have talked about the uh what i've seen when i've seen um students do this when I've seen students uh, taking steps of faith, like going mm -hmm. on missions trips or or even going to camp. Mm -hmm. um, I, I even saw this, not to pick on my son again, but um, I saw this in a bit when my my son went to, to high school summer camp all by himself, right? Uh -huh. You know, and he's off for a week. He doesn't know how to do most things by himself. And yet here, uh, it was like, and I'd been to camp a few times right okay i've times. done this yeah many many times i've led students there but from the perspective of a parent sending a kid that was the first time i've done that for a week and it was interesting to see him being on his own making decisions on his own mm. to do the right thing on his own those those were there were steps of faith that, that he took yeah. that he was placed in a dangerous situation mm -hmm. i mean yeah he even he even lost his phone for a while <laughs> that's funny then he he lost his phone we thought he wouldn't get it back and then he got home and a week later he threw it in the pool but anyway that's an effort that's and broke it but anyway um would leave it you to high would you go student. so far as to say that the flood swept over it <laughs> maybe maybe okay. <laughs> um here, but here he was in a, in a, you know, it, we know camp isn't dangerous parents, right? You know that, but for a, a freshman in high school mm -hmm. going with all these big kids that feels dangerous, he, yeah, has, sure. he has to trust on yeah. the Lord a little bit. And that, that's a good step of faith, It is. but seeing people go on missions trips, seeing people um, trust God and actually live it out. That that's where, that's where the life is. Mm -hmm. That's really where it is. You, you made the point, Josh, that the lack of danger in a disciple's life may be the biggest danger. Yeah. Uh, tease that out for us. What do you, yeah. what, what was so going on? Here's the, um, as I, as I, and this, this, this was kind of talking to myself in a sense, right? Like preaching to myself, because as I was pointing out, like, I don't relate to this. Mm -hmm. I don't live in in play ways where I um, need to rely on God all that much. Yeah. And, and I say that to my shame. Mm. And so the danger is not living with dangerous faith in a mm. sense of being complacent. Okay. That, that was yeah. really, you know, a way of saying um, people, let's not, let's just not be complacent in our faith. Um, we shouldn't value comfort and safety over the freedom that we can have. Yeah. And I'll, so, I'll, you know, there's some. Um, and that goes back to that whole idea of 
what uh, wanting to position ourselves to not have to sing this. Yes, right. Exactly. Like, this is the song we sing at the end of our rope, but really we try to organize our lives so we don't get there. Yeah. And um, and I think that's uh, that's natural in a sense. That's you of know. Course. And so the life of faith definitely pushes back against that. Yeah. There's a number of uh, a few comments here, but um, yeah, one that uh, Gwen wrote a little bit earlier. She said, "Barely safe yet fully embracing our Lord and faithfully trusting in Him." Yes, oh, I love that picture. Yes, uh, Carolyn. It looks like just wrote, "Love was definitely dangerous for Jesus." Ooh, see, yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, this is how we know what love is. Exactly. That the Son of God loved us, gave Himself for us. I know. Right, that greater love has no one, no one than this. this. Yeah, lay down your life. Right. I mean, right. Talk about right. dangerous. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Great point. Um, and and that that's where I think when we, if we find ourselves in a in a situation, and, and this is where I thought this would is a good opportunity to be a wake up call mm-hmm. for us. For you know, and really, I'm, I'm talking to a you know a fairly upper middle class, middle class, whatever um, church that is fairly comfortable. You know, we, we have, we have things pretty well to say, like, if we're, if we're really that comfortable, we're not living on the edge a little bit, then that may be more of a problem. Yeah. That may be more of the danger than anything that we could ever, you know, that could ever happen to us. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I don't know that I'd, I don't know that, that wouldn't, I wouldn't preach it that way to the you know, to the church in Iran. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. The context is important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I'd be like, see, you guys understand this. And, yeah. and actually that's why I wanted to bring in somebody, um, a story of somebody who, who could relate to this, you know, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, and at some point I think I said that, that, uh, or at least I wanted to say he could let that, um, Dr. John Perkins, he so could, he could understand your... Was is it your father? My grandfather. Your grandfather, My grandfather was friends was with friends. John Perkins. Yes. So if you guys yes. don't know, John John Perkins is an icon. I mean, he is prolific yeah. um, in the church, specifically in the stream of um, justice and civil rights, and being an advocate yeah. um, for the black community, but also just uh, a voice within the evangelical church yes. to call us forward. Yes. And God has just used him mightily. So, I mean, this is like, you know, this significant. Oh, absolutely. He, he is a fabulous, fabulous man. Um, I, I would say one of the strongest evangelical voices to come out of the, the civil rights movement. Yeah. You know, that, that someone who, um, ah, he just has a way of, of pointing people to Jesus and living it yeah. in a powerful way. Um, uh, in fact, on my on my Facebook page, I just posted a video of his that actually I'd quoted a little bit from in this in oh, this cool. sermon. Um, but uh, and I'll maybe I can find it one um, in a minute. But um, uh, he um, so he and my grandfather both served in Korea hmm. and um, they, he, so John moved to Pasadena after he, um, after his brother was, his brother was killed by a cop. And this is the story I told that um, John moved to Pasadena. Um, and it wasn't until later, um, my, he and my grandfather met later, but they ended up having a lot in commonality. They both served. Um, they were, you know, um, 
both love the Lord. Uh, my grandfather, um, he's he's a he's a short Armenian man. He was uh, my grandfather passed away, um, but uh, my grandfather was a good eight years older than John, and so John he 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 would say he looked up to him. In fact, that's what he did say that in the uh, in uh, uh, my grandfather's memorial service. John preached at it. Huh. Um, and so I got to kind of share the pulpit with John a little bit wow. and both be there, which was kind yeah, of like neat. I mentored John. You know, no. <laughs> um, so he, uh, um, my grandfather was was great. He would go to like three or four church services at times on one Sunday. Wow. And uh, and his favorite, his favorite was going to historically black churches. Huh. And so cool. one of them was was John's. And so oh, I awesome. actually went with him a few times, not knowing who this guy was. Um, but I would go with him and, you know, sit in these, in these churches and think this is, this is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it was great. Um, and so anyway, that, that was, that's kind of how my connection with John is. Um, he's still, I still have to go and tell him who I, you know, I'm Steve Lazarian's grandson and he'll be like, Oh, good. It's not like he knows me. <laughs> he wouldn't know who I am. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, he, I think he was an example of somebody who chose the dangerous faith. Mm -hmm. So here he, he left the deep South where, um, you know, where the civil rights um, really battle was being fought. Yeah. Okay. In Mississippi. Um, he left there, found freedom and then decided to go back. In fact, I saw there's some parallels here to Dietrich Bonhoeffer even. Oh yeah. Dietrich Bonhoeffer left Nazi Germany. Yep. He came and had opportunities to teach. They wanted him to stay in the United yeah, States, States teaching. Yep. They wanted him to stay, but he said, no, I can't, I'm going back. Yep. And here John did the same. Yeah. He went back That's and so there he, he was almost martyred. He was almost killed um, in that battle um, for freedom. Mm -hmm. And so here he's got, He's got the voice because he's earned it in a sense, right? He stepped into this. And I just I just love that. That's cool. And so that's why I wanted to bring in somebody who is an example of, you know, a little bit more yeah. like David, yeah. a little more contemporary um, that was living this out um, as someone that can be compelling to us. Because that, you know, I mean, okay, you know how some some sermons are like, we're teaching something mm -hmm. content and this mm -hmm. is information to learn. As yeah. I looked at this passage, I thought that what, what David is trying to do here, um, what the reason this Psalm is, is to, is to remember and to motivate. Yeah, and so I in like a lot that. of ways, this sermon um, had a little bit more motivation to it. Right. And you know, um, it wasn't like there was a lots of new content to be learned in this, right. but new ways to think about faith and to be motivated to live that way. Oh, hey, Beth put on, Beth posted on Facebook here. If you're on us with Facebook, she posted the uh, the video of uh, John Perkins' life. Um, 20 minute video, great, great video, right. powerful. Um, Chris made a great comment here too. She said, "As souls completed in Christ, only our bodies are in real danger. Once truly saved, yeah. always truly saved, never totally safe." but always forever secure. That is a great line. Yes. Never safe, never totally never safe. Totally safe. Uh, it reminds me of the, you know, iconic line from Narnia where they ask about Aslan, is he safe? Yes. No, he's not safe, not but safe. he's good. He's uh. good. Uh, totally, never totally safe, but always forever secure. Yeah. Oh, that's a great truth. Great truth. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's part, you know, that's why we can, 
in some sense, I mean, we can take those those risks. Yeah. <laughs> right. We can take those the dangerous we can step, steps of dangerous faith. And in fact, we you know, that's what I was kind of getting at. We should live a little bit more risky. Yeah. Because uh, we know we're secure. How how much of how much of this do you think, Josh? Because um, when I did sort of just my cursory read mm -hmm. through Psalms of Ascent, and uh, obviously I don't, when I do that, just sort of trying to get my head and heart around where are we go in as a community of faith. Yeah. Um, one of the ideas that I had and haven't brought into these Psalms yet necessarily is like an idea of like reading this through the through the lens of spiritual warfare, right? And Ooh. to go. Um, right. There is an enemy of our soul. He does want to steal, kill and destroy. And, um, is it first Corinthians 10, 13 that says, you know, yeah. he will provide a way out for you. Yeah. Right. And this idea of providing a way of, of escape. And, and then the next verse, he says, so flee, yeah. like run, like yeah. that's your way out. Do you think that, um, there's a way to read this Psalm that, would be true to what's in it, but oh, yeah. an echo to that idea as well. Absolutely. I absolutely here, you know, I think that, um, um, this, I did apply that passage, um, to this, uh, cause now that, that passage, you know, um, we, the word there temptation, um, oh. we often think, um, you know, we often think that that's, that's one type of trial, one type of dangerous situation. However, I, I do think that that it's broader than that, mm -hmm. and that that there always is a way out. And um, I think that is where our biggest danger is, in a sense, um, today. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not. It's not as. Um, it's not as overt. Right. right? We're not yeah. persecuted physically, and yet we yeah. are persecuted spiritually right and and if we're not aware of that i mean we're we're tempted by all sorts of things and i think comfort is one of the mm -hmm. big ones so mm -hmm. complacency or stuff that we have or greed or you know all those things it's a, it is a spiritual battle that we are fighting and yet what that passage says and and i think the point of this passage is that the lord can help us through yeah even the worst of things right right that that, that in a sense there's like um, no matter what God, life throws at us, okay? Because I want, I also don't want to say God's doing this, these things. Yeah, world, to the us. flesh, devil. Exactly. Whatever, yeah. whatever that is that happens, God's going to provide a way of escape. Yeah, a way for us to find freedom, even in that. Now, Let's go to that be again. clear, I, one of those ways may be, maybe outside of our life. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. To Chris's point, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. One of those um, ways that we find freedom, we find healing, all those things may be in the next life. Yeah. Right? You know, um, and and that's that's okay. We're not preaching like, you know, that you're going to get through all of your problems and you'll be fine, right? That's, uh, that's just not reality. Now, ultimately, that is reality, though, yeah, right? Yeah. If believers in, in Jesus... Ultimately, we know that you will be healed. Um, it's just, you know, we may not see that here. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there, I think that's some of the the nuances of this that's important. Yeah. You made a, a statement that I want to give you a chance to unpack. Okay. Um, and 
uh, talk about a little bit more. You said the Lord is always on the side. Yeah. Um, or it, the Lord is always on the side of those. Uh, what'd you say? It's giving good. people the chance to act. Yes. In faith. Is that, yes. Am I close? Yeah. 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 You're close. Uh, God, uh, God is always on the side of giving you opportunities to trust him, yeah. to trust him more. Um, now, and I, so that phrase, I, I, you know, I often don't so, use the you. So even, <laughs> even the, the they's in here, yeah, they would have swallowed us alive. Yeah. So, uh, is the Lord giving them that same opportunity? Yeah. See that, I, that would have been, there, there great... was one of those ones where I, that was one of those lines where I'm like, oh, that's good. And <laughs> like, I, I hope we were wrestling with that, yes. right? Like I want us yes. to engage that. That's like, we may, there's some people here. You may disagree with that. Right? Oh yeah. And, or we may wrestle with it a little bit. Yeah. If, if you want to look at, I, I wrote a few pages on that actually <laughs> <laughs> on the extra part of my notes that didn't quite make the cut because, yeah. uh, you know, these would be really long sermons if you allowed us to say everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you know, I did that, that, that is something I struggled with because actually I, I was right there with you. The first few times I read that, I just thought like, ah, oh, there's something about me that doesn't like people saying the Lord is on my side. Yeah. Right. Um, and some things I, I noticed about that is that, um, David is not saying that, um, in, even in the present tense or in the future tense, he's, mm. he's, he's saying in the past tense. Interesting. And which we, that's something that's easier to know that the Lord is on our side looking back. Oh, that's and I actually, point. I think it's dangerous to say the Lord is on my side in something that I'm doing in, in a choice, in a, in an unclear, like, um, decision that I have, you know, in, in this, in to say that he's on my side, not yours. Is um, that what you yeah, mean? Or even. Like, what I'm if you're taking think... a step of faith, like a definitive yes. step of faith? Would you say in that the Lord is on your side? The Lord is for you in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I said that at some point. Yeah, that I promise right. you that the Lord will be on your side um, if, you know, what he's calling you to do. Yeah. Okay. Now, but if it's one of those things where you're like, hmm, you know, I, I don't know that God's calling me to do this, but um, I'm I want to. I'm going to put an offer in the house. I hear people talk about this. I'm going to oh, put an offer gotcha. in the house. Yeah. And, oh, I God, I want you to be on my side. And uh, and it falls through. Someone else gets the house. You think, well, the Lord wasn't on my side. Well, yeah. you know, I don't know that we can even talk like that. <laughs> Tim Tebow praying before a football game. Exactly. Yeah, Lord that's be on just, my side. Yeah, he's not on. Yes. He's not on one side versus another side. Um, I think that he is, in, I think even here in this passage, he's, equally we could say he's equally on the side of both to give them opportunities to trust him more hmm. that he's in the in a sense in the business of helping people trust and call to him so how does that work out though now and i this is where we don't know the situation fully okay so i'm going to just guess at what the situation is some people um some people um think that this situation that fits best in David's life. And that was actually the funny part of this is that there's many situations that fit yeah. this scenario in David's That's life because he's just a kind of a dangerous guy. But um, uh, some would say that this is when the Philistines defeated Israel. So okay. under Saul. Yep. So Saul 
um, gets defeated, his armor bearer kills him, you know, falls on his sword, that sort of thing. So then, um, I mean, Jonathan dies. Mm-hmm. And then there's this moment where uh, it could have gone either way, right? right. The Philistines could have taken out David. And it was this, this, it's really like political. It's really mm-hmm. unique. But they say that that's probably when. So here it is that, that David's talking about the Philistines potentially as um, almost swallowing him almost wiping him out, right? Almost drowning him. Um, and he escapes, hmm. right? Now he escapes and great things happen. Um, if that's the case, and the Philistines were trying to destroy David, they're trying to kill him. Um, you could look at this and say, well, God was on David's side and God was opposed to the Philistines because yeah. God didn't let the Philistines kill David. Now, that's that is a way of looking at it. And, and you know, um, we're tempted to do that. However, I think we could say that God didn't allow the Philistines to kill David, be, partially because if they would have, they would have been um, they would have been worse for them. Hmm. That sin is actually harmful to us. Hmm. And so God knows that, that, that if the Philistines did that, they would have been an even worse society. In a sense, and so yeah. so protecting them from that is actually God being on their side in some sense. Uh, yeah, that's that is an interesting way of looking at it. And there's, I think, there's a lot of ways you can you can see that now. Whether or not that's just um, that's that's definitely speculation, right? So I didn't go there in the sermon, and yet at the same time, I don't think that that. Um, I don't I I don't want to get in a situation where we say that God is against someone else, right? Um, because and I think that's something that we have to struggle with that's not necessarily biblical. Can I push on that? Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna take it to the extreme. Come which on. I've been accused Come of on. doing. <laughs> Was God against like, for example, someone like Hitler? You had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, so, okay. Now applying the same logic. Um, I don't think, um, I think that, that God was always, I think God gave even Hitler, um, opportunity after after opportunity to trust him. And so, um, Hitler continued to do that, to say no. Um, but, um, and and it, and at some point, I, I'm thinking that it was more in Hitler himself who that that built up a tolerance to that yeah. by his actions. That it was it was him who couldn't have said you know trusted God. Right. But I don't. I think that God was always on the side of giving him that opportunity to I, even at the end. Yeah. I I I definitely think he's on the side of opportunity calling, but. And push back on this. I would say that God is against people who are committed to evil as long as they're committed to evil. Yeah. Do you think yeah. true or against the okay? There's a part of me, he's love. And I, right? this is he not has to be against things that fracture the shalom of his good creation. Yeah. Right? It it would be unloving for him not to say I'm actually, I'm against the very thing that is uh, fracturing the design yeah. and shalom that I created my 
entire creation to enjoy and dwell in. Yeah. Yeah. Here, um, John, JD, Jonathan Duncan is saying okay. that God was against Pharaoh as he says. And then he says, maybe I like your, uh, <laughs> I like your confidence there, John. Um, you know, because I, well, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm so, okay. And I'll just say, I, there's something in me that doesn't want to um, imply that God is against the person. I think God is against the evil and the wrong that they're doing. Okay. Now. Um, and yet simultaneously on the same, at the same time, he is, <laughs> that's redundant, but um, at the same time, he is, uh, he is, he wants to even use that in their life to, to turn them to trust him. I, I totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. The and, question is what if like, if they're unwilling to do that, yeah. Yeah. Um, at some point, um, it's a, I mean, yeah, they, cause at some point they, um, ah, I, this is where I still, I, I kind of, I'm kind of partial to, um, to the idea that, that even, even hell is like a self-imposed. Right. Right. Like C.S. Lewis's, C.S. Lewis's famous quote, door to hell is locked from the inside. inside that yeah, type of an yeah. idea. That, yeah. that people ultimately, they build up a wall against God by their sin because of what they do, because of their constant rejection to God, that that even if God were to open up the doors of heaven at some point, they'd say, nah, no, I yeah. don't want that. Now, I don't know. That's yeah. an interesting. But in order <laughs> to renew creation yeah. and redeem that which is broken, evil and those who continue to hold on to it yeah have to be yeah cast out right yeah, absolutely, so absolutely um but i think this conversation even draws out a, what i would say is a pretty brilliant way that you put it in the sermon right where everybody agrees with that and the fact that god is giving people chances like he is on the side to give people chances to take steps of faith yeah, like yeah. that is yes um yeah, and that's what I was. I, I mean, I thought that's pretty universal. Yeah, that's a. I, I think that's a pretty um, easy thing to defend. Jonathan's view, uh, or Jonathan's comment about Pharaoh. What a great example, right? Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. many times does he give Pharaoh? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Pharaoh, like, yeah. Here, Moses goes to him. Moses goes to him. Moses goes to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's statements in the Bible that you know, like, um, um, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Okay, mm -hmm. that comes in in Romans uh, nine. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, there's even, I think there's some other things going on there. Um, I don't know that God, I, I, I think that those, there are a few passages that talk about God hating. Um, and it sounds like he's saying he's hating people. I don't think there that it's actually means that God hated the person Esau. Right. Um, I, I, there's some different things I'm going on that. and we could, yeah. that's a whole nother discussion. Um, and at the same time, um, I don't know that uh, I'd say that even Pharaoh was destined to do this because God was like somehow controlling him, which is sometimes the way that people read this. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that he was given a, an actual choice, but I do think God was always on the side of him making the right call. Like he wanted that for him and that God's, God's purposes could have been accomplished even if Pharaoh had said, yeah, okay, I'm going to yeah. trust you, God, fine. You know, like, wow. In fact, God's purposes would have been would have been more easily accomplished. And I think that's usually the way it is. Yeah. And that's the story of Israel. It was so much more difficult because they didn't listen to him. They had to walk in the in yep. the desert for 40 years, right? Absolutely. It just 
when we when we get in the way of God, it 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 just it slows things down. Right? <laughs> and yet God will still accomplish His purposes. And robs us of life and joy. It and, robs yeah, us of exactly, yeah, exactly. Oh man, man. Well, this That's good stuff, man. This That's was really... a, is a fun one, and but I I gotta I gotta say, um, I was uh, I lived it out a little bit even in the sermon. The dangerous faith. You sang. I sang. <laughs> in fact, I was so tempted to just not. Um, I even it. told the choir the morning of when we were praying together. I was like, "Oh, guys, this is this is the scariest thing for me." <laughs> I don't do. Kelly this was like, "Wow, Josh has a pretty no. good voice." <laughs> it was. Uh, it it turned out better than I thought. I was worried. I was gonna because you never know. It, it, you know, it, if you I don't. just. I, <laughs> But you did well. Well, you did thanks, well. Thanks. thanks. But that was that was I kind of I, I knew like oh that would work, it would fit. And then I was like, oh man, why did why, why did I think that? And and it literally was one of those things like, all right, well, I'm talking about dangerous faith. Let's let's let's, let's try do it. it. Let's try it. Well, let's do it. And um, if you don't if you don't think that's scary, when was the last time you sang a cappella in front of a few thousand people? So now and some, for some people <laughs> that's easy. Kelly but, said you do have a good voice. Oh yeah, that's, see? that's I told sweet. you. Does she know? I don't know. Do you know Kelly? I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, she that's very you. nice. She heard you. Um, all right. Well, um, hey, I uh, I think we have. It's time for a segment. Because wait, wait, wait for it, ladies and gentlemen, the segment has gotten better. So while you oh, pull this out, gets let me, better. Let me uh, let me show you, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right, bottom, bottom book. What is that? <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait for it all. That on. is Hold awesome. On. It can wait. Let's see. You're kidding. oh dang, even better. Ryan uh, brought a book. That is awesome. If you're listening online, there is what looks to be a homemade sign with lights in it that says Ryan brought a book. Ryan I brought a book. Love it. Oh, it I love changes it. automatically. Did you make that? Um no, I did not. This is this. This is Gwenfield and yeah, family yeah, and family. Exactly. They, they, they said they have a lot of fun, but you it looks like they spent good. a lot of time on Ryan brought a book. And uh, so I love it. I've, it's been hiding. He didn't notice it. Gwen. I didn't notice I've it. Been, I, I didn't. I didn't hear under things. And, uh, but I did bring a book. He did. Okay. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I need a, now I need a place to like set it up. Okay. <laughs> that is great. That things. is great. All right, here's a book. A book I brought. Yeah, no one Josh pay attention until I turn it off. Okay. And the Fields family. All right, all right, here. All right here's a book. The book is entitled. Now, here's the thing. Um, we talked about a book that we're both uh, that uh, you you're almost done with. I read yeah, yeah. Um, called Embodied. We're yeah. going to talk about that. We feel like it might even uh, necessitate or even invite at least uh, more of an extended review. Yes. So. We could talk about it for a whole show, maybe yeah. at some point, if that's it's, of interest yeah. uh, to uh, the folks that are listening. Let us know if it is. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, um, well, the controversy it has to do with the transgender um, conversation yeah. in the church, in, the, church, in yeah. the Bible. I mean, so. Yeah. And the, the great thing about that book is it goes into the theology, the science. And yeah. um, I thought it did a really good job. Uh, Absolutely. A fair, really Absolutely. fair um, unpacking of that. So. Oh, uh, and Carolyn read be, it. Um, oh, wonderful. 
Uh, we're going to do that in the future. Uh, I read a book that I was going to do a, a quick review on um, over uh, my uh, vacation called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, which oh, um, got two thumbs up for me. And books like that don't always hmm. do that. It drew from the Puritans a lot. Mm. And um, so I, I'm going to I'll talk about that in a future episode. But this time, the book I brought is a book that I am, I've read a number of times, uh, but I'm going through again because of the series that we're in. And yeah. it's entitled Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And it is by the great Eugene Peterson. Yes. And um, if you don't have this book and you're part of our church community, I cannot recommend it highly enough, especially as we're walking through the Psalms of Ascent yes. this summer, because this book walks through all 15 Psalms of Ascent. Yep. And um, one of the, the thing that I love about, um, about Eugene's writing in general is that it's, um, it's very, he's, he's a poet in prose. Oh, it yeah, is absolutely well-written. It's beautiful. Um, he just, he has a way with words, but the framework that he develops to uh, unpack these Psalms as a collective is how do we how are these themes that are reflected in these 15 psalms distinct for the life of the disciple as they follow after Jesus yeah. and so he does a great job of summarizing a topic yeah. he does a great job of um in some ways i if you're looking for an an exegesis of the psalms this isn't the book necessarily but yeah. um he but, but like we were talking about earlier it's very hard to do an exegesis. Right. Of the if Psalms. you're looking for an exegesis of the Psalms, don't. <laughs> I mean, like, you, yeah, you can't. I yeah. actually, here's what I suggest Derek Kidner, yeah. um, his uh, book on the Psalms is, is good. It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, but it's not nearly as interesting as something like this that yeah. really tries to get into it and feel it and yeah. almost then goes a little bit midrash on it yeah. and tries to take it in a, uh, some different directions than just a um, sort of on the surface. Yeah, well, uh, it's kind of like a, a exposition, which, which is kind of like a sermon. It so is. it's it is. I mean, I'm guessing. I mean, he preached through this, and and this is probably what this is from. That that this is some of his sermon. So it's almost like a um, a, a devotional and um, a sermon challenge in right. each. And so I mean, it's it's powerful. It's helpful. Um, this is, we, we're all reading through this, uh, and, uh, um, it's been a helpful guide as one of the yeah, many tools all the preachers that we our, use. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's not a technical read. It's very, it would be very encouraging, uh, to you. You could use it as a devotional if you wanted and read, you know, a chapter, um, every day there's 15 chapters. And so, uh, but highly recommend it. Long Obedience in the Same Direction by Eugene Peterson. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Ryan brought a book. Ryan brought a book, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, you guys, oh, we've got Francie Overstreet in here. Um, ooh, okay, so I think Francie's jumping into this conversation. Right on. And I, I love this. Um, and so I, I haven't even fully finished. I've got the whole thing on here. Um but uh, she's kind of summing up a lot of what we talked about. And so this is maybe a great, great way to end. Uh, um, okay. So, so it, I think 
the psalm, the story has to revolve around the larger story, the offer of redemption to all. Okay, the chosen people were supposed to show Gentiles what it meant to be God's people, mm. she says, which is, mm. um, that's exactly what their call was, was to be a blessing to the nations, right? Uh, and so often God is on, um, God is on everyone's side, but not evil side. Yeah. I, I like the way that she, that she says that there. Um, but because he is against evil, it doesn't mean he's against the people who do evil. That's a great way. That's of a that's a it. very good yeah, way to put it. That, that, all right, I, that has echoes of, you know, Ephesians chapter six, where Paul says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of evil and that's darkness. Right. And, that's right. So that's right. Yeah. So his desire is for all to come to know him. In fact, that 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 verse in uh, in First um, uh, Timothy two four. Um, almost made the sermon also so yeah. much that you can fit in here when you're um, when you really um, dive into these passages. And that's that's actually one of the great things about this. Um, but, you know, uh, that that so much of Scripture um, relates to Scripture, you know, and so yeah. and, and there's so many, so many um, little things that we can find even in a passage like this that that is. Uh, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of like statements of truth, mm. right? You know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, really, our help is in the name of the Lord, right? Right. I mean, blessed be the name of the Lord, but that's not really saying much. It's just a a, a statement of who He is. And so here we have a verse, a passage that so many, so many like like um, what do they call it? The footnotes, in a sense, right? So many ways you can tag other verses yeah. and other passages and so that's just another one of them and that's just what we um that's what we want to do here that's Absolutely. what we want to show yeah. that there's so much more in this um john botica welcome oh man he had some uh, he had some great thoughts too that I, man we don't we don't even have time to get into um but there's mm. there's so much that uh that you can you can go here how i mean Okay, this is one for another episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh -oh. bring it up just uh -oh. because I, I kind of like leaving people with a little bit of like unknown. Um, but um, but how does how does God's this was something he asked? How does God's uh, the way that God helps people um, back then differ from the way He helps people? How He's on our side now? Oh, that's um, a great question. The, you know, now that we have the Holy Spirit yeah. versus versus back then. I mean, mm. there's a bunch you could talk about in this oh, there is. that could come out of this. Yeah. And, and yet one of these days we'll get into some of those topics as uh, well, because I, I look forward to it. Um, there's a lot as we study life through the, the lens of, of the scriptures. And so, yeah. so everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. For, thanks you guys sticking around for this hour plus conversation and Ryan, it's good to good to be together is in good. this room. Yeah, it is. It's good to be back for at least a week. Exactly. Then, you know, summer and summer um, schedules. But, but uh, hey, it's good to be back and we'll do this again uh, every soon. week. We're both here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Take care and God bless. Yeah, God bless. Bye, guys.